got that good hair, too. You like what? I like girls with that light complexion look. Oh, man. You're a moron. I can't help it. What, being a moron? Yeah, that, too. You're the first one out there with a dashiki talking that crap. I'm a victim. Good hair. Nigga, you so brainwashed. I'm a victim, your brother. Problem. You're a victim. Hey, I'm a up. victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my condition. Mm -hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. 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 Why do I date white women? Black women have told me it's because I'm a sellout. The white man who can get past the mental anguish of my, my black penis tarnishing their women, quote unquote, think I'm making some latent admission that their race has the most attractive women. See, white women range from those so intrigued by black men that it veers into fetish to those so reluctant to date black men that it feels more racist than preference driven. See, these are generalizations, of course, but they are attitudes that are personally encountered. Skepticism towards black men, white women relationships is a long-standing and well-documented part of our cultural fabric in America. Most people got it wrong. I'm not a black man who quote-unquote dates white women. I'm a person. I have my own unique experiences, and some of them include having dated women who are white. But because interracial dating is such a historically tense and loaded subject, it's hardly ever looked at with any understanding or compassion for the people who are actually involved. See, the concept of a black man in a relationship with a white woman is a thing that people have an opinion on. And that opinion comes with an entire set of stereotypes fueled by racist ideology, a complicated past, and sometimes even pop culture. Kanye once rapped that how successful white men, or successful black men rather, will leave your ass for a white girl. And then he put himself in that box by marrying a white woman, furthering the pervasiveness of flawed, generic ideas about interracial relationships. All right, I'm done with T, and those are, of course, not my words. I date black women. This is Black Girls Like Guys, the podcast with uh, my partner in crime, Trina T. What's going on, sis? Hey, how y'all doing? Oh. Yeah, yeah. That, that article was from uh, Gawka.com, and it was written by Ernest Fuckboy Baker. Um, <laughs> and also, Ooh. also on the podcast, of course, is the executive architect of this whole podcast and thing that we're doing. My man, Merck, was popping. Peace, King. Peace, peace, King. Yes, and and by um by internet slash FaceTime slash Skype is our producer Taylor. I don't know if she can reply because she's off in some virtual reality, and y'all probably can't hear her in podcast land. But uh, Taylor, what's up? Thank you for putting this whole thing together. So what you heard me read though was what did I just read, Trina? Like what was that? I mean, don't ask me for my opinions first. I'm really interested in well, how you opinion, feel. Really a summary of okay. what the article was. Because um, I don't know how to summarize without invoking my opinions. So. Okay, okay. So a summary of the article was that this is a black man, I mean, a black man who um, more likely than not is dating a white woman. And in the in the article, <clears throat> he, he basically says that um, he only dates mostly white women. Uh, because he was raised around white women and he has been most accepted by um, white women. And so um, I think one of the things he talks about is like when he was just like in high school, the white girls paid attention to him. Um, and so for him, it was like, OK, I'm going to get with the girl who's trying to come come at me, come for me. Um, but then he talks about how tragic it is that um Folks are only dating white women because they believe that black women are undesirable. And he says that he doesn't believe that black women are undesirable. He just believes that he has a preference for white women. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> exactly. See, this is, this is my problem with this whole article and this whole line of thinking. Okay. Right? So he's basically trying to defend why black women, why black men date white women. But in the midst of that, okay, so you grew up in a certain type of demographic, mm -hmm. and this is who you're attracted to, this is who you come up dating. I, I can identify with that, I can understand that, but I have no sympathy for adults who make the world smaller than it has to be. Okay. Right? Okay. I mean, we got the internet, you, you've been, I mean, in, I'm, yeah, I'm still in my 20s, I've lived in four states, mm -hmm. right? This is an educated brother who walks, writes for Gawker.com. You about to tell me in all of the places you've traveled throughout this universe, you've never encountered any other culture that was worthy of dating? And he says it's okay to lay with a woman of another race, 
but he wouldn't wife up a, a woman of another race. That's hard for me to. It's one thing to have preference, so, but so it's cool for you to f him. What uh-huh. makes him different than a white man who who is cool for him to have sex with a black woman, but he'll never let that black woman live in his house back in slavery days? Interesting. Like, what's the, what's the Interesting. So black woman is cool as a sexual object, but not for you to commit to. So I, I guess we can assume from what um, your stance is on these two paragraphs that you read is that you dating black women, you all black women, black, 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 black girls are gods. Black me, black me, black, black. Ha! <laughs> to the world stop. Yeah, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't, I'm not to say, that's not to say I wouldn't date outside of my race, but I also wouldn't write a, an editorial, you know, about it because it's not that deep. Uh-huh. And so the fact that you have to write an editorial about it means that you, I mean, he has a quote in here where his mother said, like, you, by not dating black women, you are, you know, spitting in the face of the blackness of the women that are in your family. So mm-hmm. apparently he's bringing home so many white women that you are pretty much only dating white women. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't wake up and say I only date black women. It is who I'm attracted to. I've been attracted to white women before, but I've never slept with one. I've never dated one. And um, I wouldn't write an essay about it either because it just is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so let's just... Do you know people who who mostly like black men who mostly date white women, or or black women who mostly date white men? Okay, so my brother in law is white, right? So my sister married the only white man she's ever dated. Hmm. You know what I mean? And so I can empathize with you meeting someone and you meet a human and you fall in love with that human, and that's just who you're with. But I don't hang with people who have this narrative that I go for this type of person. Because what happens is when you get when you get done wrong by a white woman, you says, oh, oh, um, Kathy was a bad person. When you get dumb, get done wrong by a black woman, you say, that's why I don't date black women. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you give people mm-hmm. a pass. Now, now my brother-in-law, damn, I'm I didn't open up the sentence. I didn't want to put my business out there. My brother-in-law has a lot of uh black male things going on. He got a baby mama. Right. <laughs> Talking about black male things. Hold on. You know, you know, child support, I think. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's been divorced before, but that's why he has that other family. So he's got he and, and my sister helped. Like when she met him, you know, he they're both dentists. You know, he uh-huh. wasn't a, they weren't dentists when they met. Mm-hmm. They she encouraged him to get into dental school or whatever. Like when you think about this, you could put a black man in that position and say a black woman helping his black man get through his life. Right. And, right. right? But we don't look at it like that because he's white. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we don't look... I even talk, think about the conversations I have with my family. If he was a black dude, we would look at him like he was a deadbeat who needed a woman to... And he's mm. not. And wasn't. But when the races change, mm. that's, that's what a, the narrative is. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we excuse certain actions as long as it came from a different race. That's what I see when I look at Ernest Baker, man. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, for me, I went to a predominantly white institution, a small private liberal arts college, and like all the black girls. What what I saw was a school where there were a lot of black women who weren't getting any play at all, and a lot of black men who were getting like ridiculous amounts of play. I mean, like girls coming up to them and, are you black? Like on that type of like, right? And so, but then there's, but then there's me at the party, right, 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 right. (laughs) But then there's me at the party or my homegirls at the party, and it's just like, what are they doing here? Or, or when they do start dancing with us, it's not like the regular like, oh, we're dancing. It's like I'm out to dance with you, like you a piece of. Like you are a like a piece of meat. Well, you said we dance with black dudes or white dudes. When when dancing with white dudes. Oh, word. Okay. Right. So I, I have I have been in these spaces where um, there were black men mostly dating white women, and I've actually heard this perspective before. Uh, one of my homies from college, uh, he was just like. Yeah, like, you know, white, you know, there's nothing wrong, da 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 But he also came from a family that where he, his father and his mother were divorced and his father married a white woman. And, like, you, there was this kind of, like, culture where if he brought a white girl home, it wasn't going to be... There was, like, this automatic mold and mesh into one another because his dad, you know, he already had siblings that were white. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I, I mean, I've... I've, I've I've 
engaged with one white man in my life. Okay, y'all. It was one time. One time. Anyway. I don't want to take you For one, we didn't date. We didn't date. Oh, you just. It's not like that, but but I mean I think I've always for most of my life I've carried the stance that like I want to marry a black man or woman or gender non-conforming folk um, and I and like I want to have little black kids right like that's just how I personally I don't know if I can I was ha- having a talk with my homegirl Carrie uh, um, about this and she was saying like She's a white girl, blonde hair, like green eyes or something like that. And we were talking about this. She said, would you ever like date a a white man? And I was saying like, well, I mean, like, is he going to feel comfortable when he comes around squad and they, hey, they uh, singing, what is that Trinidad James song? Uh, Right? Like, or any, anything, like, is he going to be good? Like, what is his background? Like, how does he feel about mass incarceration? Like, what are his politics, et cetera, et cetera? Um, now when it, when it's on the, fl- I, mean, I mean, for one, like most likely you're going to see a black man with a white woman before you see a, bl- a black woman with a white man. I mean, I think that's like, I don't know the statistics on that. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong in the future podcast that we host, but, um, from what I've seen and from what I've read, that's the case. And a lot of times there is this idea that black men are more hyper-focused on, like, Eurocentric beauty. I mean, in this article, he talks about, he's like, blonde hair, green eyes, like, you can't tell me that's not beautiful. How do you feel, Dominique? What you think? Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay, so look, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to come at a man's um, personal preference, like, you know what I'm saying, because... That, that's his reality. I just didn't like that he said it as truth. He said, I mean, let's be honest. Blonde hair and blue eyes are attractive as hell. Let's be honest. Okay. And for me, that's not any more true than afros and brown eyes. You know what I mean? For me, that's attractive as hell. Like, right. I went back and looked at my like page, like all the pictures and posts I like. And I was like, right. man, like, you know, all those, those that are like... Those pages where you got those super dark skin models and all of that. Like, that's just what I find attractive. Do you feel like it can be possibly like um, a reverse version of those, uh, like, Hotep brothers that's just aiming at the white chicks? Explain. Like, um, for someone to blatantly endorse, you know, dating women outside of their race or dating a white woman in particular, for no, um, I'm not sure what the motive is, like, to go to that extent to praise a woman. Mm. Unless it's it is on some hotel type shit. You make a good you make a good point because um I, I recently read y'all ever read Soul on Ice by Eldridge Cleaver? No. Okay, so it's a very problematic book. Eldridge Cleaver, of course, y'all was in the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um his book Soul on Ice, I couldn't get past page fifteen. In the beginning of the book, he was in jail and uh, he was talking about his history as a rapist. He was a serial serial raper, rapist. Mm. And he said that he raped white women as a form of war. And he said, back in the day, war, doing war, like doing war times, you will rape women, and that was the way to, to break down the culture. So his act of raping white women was a political act. So he enjoyed raping white women. And he wrote a poem about how he loves the white woman and hates the white woman. The first few stanzas about I love you, I love how you look, I love the fact that you're taboo and I'm not supposed to touch you. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of the poem is like, I hate you, I hate your oppression, I hate what you <coughs> represent, and I must destroy you and destroy the white man by destroying you. Now what he did was, let me finish, really problematic. What, what he did was he said that he practiced, quote unquote, on black women. Mm-hmm. And he said he raped black women in the hood for practice because he knew nobody would care. He knew it wouldn't matter. This is somebody in the Black Panther Party, one of the leaders, Eldridge Cleaver, so on ice, look it up. And when you talk about this hotep ideology that somehow, you know, that when you get a white woman, it's like a way of reversal of power. People really think like that. But it really, I I threw the book in the garbage. I couldn't, I never, I had never read anything like that where it was like, it's like reading the mind of a serial killer, serial, because at any point, because he said, if I would have went on this trajectory, I would have started slitting throats. But, like, it was really weird to read. Yeah. But from a hotel perspective, he thought that that was his activism mm-hmm. at that time. I, and, and uh, I mean, it, wow. it is like the pedestal, like a white woman, if you have a white woman, you are like, you have like privilege or like. I mean, who, 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 
like this power that we feel that you know as black people that we get from dating white people like where do we like cash this check at like who's saying like oh you should mm. <laughs> what are we you know what I'm saying <laughs> like what cuz i understand that. i think that's a, a myth that we push that yeah. doesn't have any co-signing to it like cuz i know when my homies bring around their white chicks it's like i'm not looking at them like they any more thorough than you know, me when I bring around my queen or anyone else who brings around the system. So, like, this this idea that, like, who who supports this idea that it's something more? You know what? We get so bought up into culture. What do we watch all day, black men? ESPN, sportscast, like, that culture. So, you see all the successful black men we know, athletes, right. all white wives. True that. You know well, what but then also, just, like, if you see the media, like, the media, the most of the representation in our media like the representation of like beautiful women, mm-hmm. they're they're like white or fair skin or light skin. Um, I think fairly recently, um, I've been seeing like I think before there was at some point where you would Google like uh, black women and just like a certain plethora of images would pop up that were like um, either really demeaning or would be like light skinned black women. And then there was some like hashtag that happened. That oh, that yeah. where where I remember that. yeah and, it, and 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 I think that media that media piece has a lot to play on like play with like what your preference quote unquote is right like if you only see uh, white women being praised as like the beautiful the the like the thing to be saved or to be to be held on to then then yeah. I mean, I could see how he was conditioned socially to right. to like love white women and be like, I need my, you know what I'm yes saying? Yes and no. Because I feel Go like ahead. once you get to the point where you, you have the consciousness to write such an article, you now understand what you've been affected with. Right. And who 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 among you has a cough or a sneeze and just continues coughing and sneezing? Or do you at some point decide that you're going to fix what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? And that doesn't even mean that you have to stop dating white women, but you do have to kill the ideology that's fueling that. Because when that woman, even if you marry a white woman for the wrong reasons and you're in love with her because of the status symbol, all of that, blah, 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 blah. When you lose your status or when she loses a piece of her privilege, like whatever that may be, whatever that looks like, maybe she gets cancer and she doesn't have that beautiful blonde head that you're so in love with. Will you still love your wife? You see what I'm saying? It's rooted in in trivial things. (laughs) I mean, but most people who would go to the extent of... um, Generalizing the the ideology of love on race is going to be a surface based, you know, mm-hmm. thought to begin with. Like, because even when it comes to say our love for black women, True. like her skin and her hair and her eyes are like the cherry on top of what she is already. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like when we when we express our love for our sisters, it's not that, um, you know. I I remember one of my illest freestyles ever. I said, "Man, your ass got me over here, but what's gonna keep me?" And what I thought about that was that, like, man, is is a lot of the things I'm taught as a black man are I'm attracted to in black women, are you know from a physical aspect, just growing up in our culture. But the truth is, there's so much when you get there, that's so much more valuable than what I see and than what we see. So like, but this guy just went on a you know a you know two page tangent about what 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 he touches something that's tangible that like you say can be taken away at any given moment. But I'm just really trying to figure. I, so for me. I need to marry a black man. I need to like I need to I need to marry somebody black. I need to birth babies that are black or brown. Like Latinx is cool. You know what I mean? Because I have a a understanding of because a part of my like politic, my my politic is personal. Mm-hmm. Right? And so because of my understanding and frustration with uh, with a lot of the things happening happening in this world and within my community, et cetera, et cetera, I've really made it my life goal to to build with and for black people. And so when I think about a when I think about like all the things that go into for one like the the just the thought of this black man going to his white girlfriend's crib and right. like meeting this family. Did, did y'all hear about that new movie? Um, that the the trailer just came out is about this black man who went to go visit his white girlfriend's family it's in the woods. One of, the, one of the Jordan Peele or yes, 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 yeah, yes Jordan yes. Peele, yeah, yeah. It's called Get Out. The movie is called Get Out. Yeah. Uh huh. And he and he and it's a horror film about mm. this black dude who dates this white woman and then they go on a retreat 
and he's in this weird alternate reality with her white family, and they're trying to murder him or something. They like that. they basically just like harvest like they they so they, they kill or like hypnotize black men, and I'm and like and the slaves like they're like people who are like servants in the household that are black, of course, and right. and the black man he's like it's you know it's time to go, and like her 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 mother is like a hypnotist. Who I mean, basically, they're just like robbing black bodies, whatever that right, may, right. whatever right. that may be. And and the point is that like these family interactions, these like cultural cultural differences, like that really may contribute to a to a. I mean, like if this family is racist or has like uh, mm-hmm. racial bias, or they really do believe that Donald Trump should be the president, even if she is this woman who you're like, well, maybe, you know, she's voting for Hillary or not voting at all, whatever. You know, she's anti-Donald Trump. Right. Like, what will it feel like for you to have a child with this person and mm-hmm. then have your, your like, your child go and hang out with this family okay. and, and still, and pro- probably, most likely, instill anti-blackness into that child? Like, that's long-term. I think that, like... I'm a firm believer in the fact that you can't choose who you fall for. Mm-hmm. I think that um, there's a, a, a unique algorithm that that chooses that for you. Algorithm, that it, that's a good word. That that college words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, that includes uh, um, you know culture. You know, um, probably area in which you've grown up in, the schools you went to. Um, the content you digested through the, through the primitive years of your life, you're, you know, you're 13 or 22, like um, all of these things tie into the narrative that helps you decide what you fall for. Right. Now, you get to a certain point where you kind of overstand and you get to that, that that tipping point where this decision, like, am I going to let, you know, my, my past make this decision? Or I'm going to let myself make this decision. And some people never get to that tipping point. Mm. So, like, when you have people who are aggressively leaning one way, like, um, it's a lot of um, just inherited and just embedded decision-making that that, that was even before his time. Like, when you see somebody be that aggressively, any direction, right or left, like, um, with with, with very, like, shallow facts to back it, like, Blue eyes and blonde hair are beautiful. Like that's just somebody who who lost privilege to make a decision a long time ago. Let's go. Let's go to one of his quotes that isn't so shallow. At least he might think so. He mm. says that he's dating white women as an opportunity to educate white women. Oh my gosh! It's an educational opportunity. He gets a chance to tell them their family. I mean, why not just be a teacher? Oh my god! I'm just like this is, like that cannot be like oh yeah I'm about to date this white woman or I'm about to date this person Listen, so that I can one, educate. It's just like one bunny at a time. Is, is marriage not about or is relationship our relationships not about partnership? It's like yeah I, I'm I'm entering this relationship talking about yeah I'm here to educate you like I'm just <laughs> I'm really check it out. let me be devil's advocate. Go ahead. Like at the end of the day, as a black woman, what can you really do with a brother like this? What can I do with? Yeah, like yeah. what, what, like is he any like? Do you, know you care I mean? that he thinks right? Like, like, does it matter? Can we make use of this? Can we How does it make me feel? No, I'm just saying as a or black like, woman, we like, see like, like you're not even gonna date an Ernest Baker. So do you even care what he thinks about about you? I have no time for Ernest Baker, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it is not my job to educate Ernest Baker neither. And and like, I'm that's like I've I've met Ernest Bakers before, and Ernest Bakers have been um, distant friends of mine. Um, because of how how my politics are working, and because of how heavy I'm riding, I'm riding for Black and Brown folks in the country and like all over the diaspora. Like it would, it is. I'm all about um, finding a partner who is equally as interested or invested in seeing like the liberation of black and brown people. Right. And if I stumbled upon a white man who like who had that same mission, had that same mission and I and, like of course I'm not going to shut him down cuz he's white, right? I mean like you 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 can't control who you fall in love with. But the chances of Ernest Baker finding a white woman who who um can truly really understand what it means to be black in America and can not, not sympathize, but like understand and empathize and like really truly feel you and hold you down. Even when your family is like make like being really microaggressive towards your spouse, like mm-hmm. 
that's that's something rare. And it sounds like Ernest Baker is not finding rare rare white women on the street. He's just like, you know, I really just like white women. Then. And he says, he says, still, I can't help but wonder if I've been brainwashed by the Eurocentric beauty standards that dominate the world. But when I think about relationships, it's like you cannot only think about how this person looks, but like what will partnership truly look like long term with this person? Now, are they going to ride for you when your family says like, can I touch his hair? Or like, oh, it reminds me of cotton or stuff like, you know what I'm saying? Or, 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 I mean, just like all of the other little microaggressions. So I think it goes like, I think there's nothing wrong with, with folks dating outside of their race, but like, you really have to understand like what you, what you, what you're getting yourself into. And I don't, I couldn't, I don't even know what to say about Ernest Baker, honestly. You know what, honestly though, I think what what makes this so problematic and the reason, the only reason why I kind of care about what Ernest Baker thinks is because he's going to have a daughter. And if he's if he's my complexion, he's going to have a black daughter, regardless if it's an ounce of black blood, it's a black daughter. Right. But if he has a daughter with a, with a white woman, he's going to have a black daughter. So is he going to look at this daughter? If she comes out darker than he would prefer, are you going to say that she doesn't fit your beauty standards? Well, come on. You see what I'm saying? Come so on. how do you raise that child? But and how do you, how do you, how does she find somebody who values her beauty if her daddy don't value her beauty? But then, go ahead, like go ahead. I mean, don't be surprised. You know, it's it's just a riddle that, that you know, when you, some, something about the truth, man, it always finds its way home. Mm-hmm. So, like, in those cases, when you have people who have um, worked really diligently, like, even think about us here, like, in 2016, like, three black young people having a discussion on, you know, black women being gods and, you know, dating, you know, ex- like there's so much work that was put into us not having this conversation in 2016. Word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was a lot of diligent, hard, aggressive, like man hours put into assuring that, you know, whether it be the 13th Amendment to the, the destruction of the Black Panther Party, all of these things were strategically done to assure that we don't exist that you know you don't have your peace circles and trina doesn't do all the diligent work that she does like but the truth always it resonates man it makes his way home so i i I don't fear that you know when his daughter comes out as a black queen that you know um she 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 would feel this awkwardness in a household you know what i'm saying (laughs) like that's inevitable so see that okay i know like i know black women who are ernest baker's daughters I know those black women who who are come from like um, parents who a white woman and a black man or yeah. and yeah. and let me oh my gosh y'all so so going to a predominantly white institution like you you have a few kind of different black different kind of black people you got the black boys who are always dating white women you got the black girls who don't who refuse to hang out the black girls and black boys who literally refuse to go to BSU. Or like any type of black affiliated thing, probably won't even sit with black kids at the lunch table. And then you got the the black kids that are like, I'm blackity black. I'm going to BSU. I'm you know I'm 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 hanging out with you know my 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 experience is rooted in like hanging out with these black and brown folks who remind me of home. And and what I've seen is um, is is college age white I mean black bi- biracial women. Who who are really trying to figure out in college what it means to be black, or and whether or not they are allowed to embrace their blackness, what what it like if if it who who are saying things like, I don't hang out with those type of those kids, right? And and I'm not saying that's how all um, children who are born out of out of an interracial couple are, but I've seen it. A lot of times I've seen the most of the people who don't who refuse to come to black student unions or black student alliance on campus are the kids who are biracial. Most likely when you go if you go to any school, most of the time, like there is this there is this crisis that's happening. There's something that because in many cases there's been this anti blackness that has been instilled in them. Ernest Baker. I, I mean, I don't know him, but if, if you're talking about a black man who who is um idolizing and like fetishizing white women as like superior or as like the the chalice Mm -hmm. then like when you have a when when your when your black child comes out like and you you see like when you're living in a house like that this 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 young person is 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 internalizing 
many times it's anti-blackness that her father or or mother also feels because they're not. Now this is not all the time. I'm not saying all the time, but because there's there the relationship is rooted in anti-blackness. You know what I loved about um, Obama's first book? I think it was Dreams of My Father. He was talking about how he had to, how he grew up. He was raised by his white mother. You know what I'm saying? Didn't know his father who was Kenyan, and he had to make sense of relating more to white people because those are who he hung with, that's who he was raised by, but then understanding that he was black. So he would go to his white homies' parties and maybe bring a few of his black friends and they were able to assimilate and move and maneuver. When he brought his white friends to his black friends' parties, they were real uncomfortable and left within 10 minutes. And so he started to realize that I can exist in their world, but they can't exist in mine. What, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. And then that's when he started to become more pro-black, started reading about who he was, Went to the barbershops and started trying to school them like, oh, you never read the autobiography of Malcolm X? They said, I don't need to read a book on how to be black. Right? And so he had to understand, man, how do I be black? And then when, he, when it all came around, what did he do? He went and found a black woman to marry. We understood who he was. Now, that might not have been his motivation, but he came to love who he is, right? And I think, and I use him as an example because that's someone who could have chosen what world he wanted to live in. He went to an Ivy League. His wife went to, went to Princeton. So you can't sit here and tell me that because of where you came up, Ernest Baker, that you can't, there's no black woman for you that's going to accept you. Because he did make a point of white women are the ones who accept him. And you mm -hmm. said earlier, you ain't got nothing with an Ernest Baker. Now, let's, let's be for real. Can a guy who's a cornball, who's only dated white women, grew up around white people, I'm just going to call him a cornball based on his writing, so I'm going to make an assumption about him. Can he, can he even find a black woman who's going to relate to him? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, can can he exist I, in the spaces that we move through? I know plenty of cornball. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, you know, I mean, it's we black blackness is so complex, and like, there are so many people who like who are black and are interested in anime, and there are black people who are interested in comic books, and there are black people who are interested in hardcore hip hop, and it's black people who are used to, interested in EDM. Like, So check it out, real quick, just a quick insert. I'm sure those are things that Ernest Baker are probably not interested in. Mm. What do you think he's interested in? I believe that there is a certain level of fakeness that helps him and white women get along. Elaborate. What I mean by that is, like, anyone, like, for example, like, you, you're a beautiful sister, right? And, and if it was, there would be a certain level of shallowness that you would need to carry in order to be in love with a man who only adores you for your physical attributes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's a harmony yeah. in that fakeness that exists. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, like say for example, like the girl who takes the picture, Sean Ez. Not saying that she like, but and the guy who loves that picture and those those two people, they have this this joy. He helps pay for the injections. They have this thing together, of you know deep rooted fakeness that helps them collaborate. <laughs> and, and material things. And material things. Rooted. Okay. So there's a certain type of white woman he's looking for. Yeah, like that, I think so. that like, I, I, cause like you got to think about it. When white women date black men, like. In most cases, they would prefer to date a black man, not a black man that wants to be white, so to say. That is a real good point. So, like, you know, okay. like, well, from my experiences, and, and I can't generalize an entire race, but I think that consciously us as humans, when we make the decision to go outside our race, when it's something that we're not, that's outside of our cultural norm, mm -hmm. there is something that we realize there that is a... A step, a sacrifice of sorts, or whatever the case may be. But like the the, the few black guys I know, the Ernest Bakers that I've crossed paths with, you know, <laughs> they they do, you know, when they when they land them a white joint, like, I mean, she's like, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that it's it's, it's they, they they're made for each other, put it that way. But you know what? I think I think a part of it, and I do want to acknowledge this, because I I've, I've had this experience too when I was learning how to be my authentic self in different spaces. Right, because we have sometimes you got to be a piece of yourself when you work in corporate America. You're still yourself, but there are words that I use that 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 white culture wouldn't understand. So I had to put those out of my vocabulary when I'm talking. Be professional, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Well, I used to have this thing where I used to lighten up my voice because my regular voice sounded too abrasive. You know what I'm saying? So hey, how you doing, Bob? Hey, you know, rather than hey, what's going? On? Like my normal voice, right? And so when I finally mastered being myself and being in this white space, being comfortable in my own skin in that space. I was proud of that. Mm -hmm. So I started to look for opportunities to practice that. So I was right. cool with kicking it with the white boys because that was like, yo, I can be, and they, they're, they're happy with having a black friend, right? So now 
when I look at black dudes who date white women, they're kind of just celebrating the fact that they've learned how to relate to another society exactly. and what they see as an upper crust. So when they bring that white woman with them, a part of them is just celebrating the fact that, man, I come from, from 63rd and I'm able to converse with somebody who's from a whole nother lifestyle and I get glimpses of what they've seen that I haven't had a chance to see. Access. Access. You get access to this other world that, I mean, historically in America has has been better than or more celebrated. Exactly. And I think that's the more privilege celebrated. card. Because okay. you asked the question earlier, what is this privilege card? And it, I don't think it manifests itself in more job opportunities or anything. It's just access to a new reality. Mm-hmm. So that when you go to Thanksgiving at, at her family's house, it feels different and looks different. Right. And some... Not different, better, but sometimes just different. Right. <laughs> you know what but I'm sometimes saying? Sometimes for, for, for those who don't appreciate themselves and will go to this extent to disrespect their own, different is better. Mm. You know, so, so like that, that's that's the, the harsh reality of it. Like there is for some people a sense of um, improvement that comes with dealing with something that's different than what they come from. I want to put Trina T on this. I got this real quick question. Go ahead. Um, it's easy for us to beat up on a black man who's dating a white woman, but we don't beat up on black women who date black men, I don't think. You, I don't see black women do that. Black women who, repeat what you Black mean. women who date white men. White men. Who says, okay. you know what, F these dudes, these N-words ain't ish, I'm not dating no, you know <laughs> what, what they be saying? saying get you a Terrell, get you a... <laughs> right, right, right. Get you right. a Tyrone, get you a Trevor. Oh. All right. credit scores have been you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> Which is also a myth, by the way. There's a lot of white folk with horrible credit. So so why, why are black women saying that? Are black women saying that? Am I using social media to tell me what black women are saying? Or I've had these conversations. I know what y'all are saying. I be in y'all circles. I be there. I be seeing it. So Don't you, you lie to me, Trina. So, you've heard, you've, so you've, heard, you've heard black women say. I've heard, I heard, I've heard black women out of frustration and usually in jest say. Um, I'm, about to, I'm about to have sex. I'm about to be with this white man. Yeah, I'm done with y'all. I'm done with black men. Yeah, you. I'm, I'm the. You I'm think the, so? I'm the best friend. I'm the best male friend. They call me and they say I'm done with y'all. I ain't right, never. What Tyrone do? I ain't man? never in my life. But you have you heard those narratives before? I mean, I've yes, I've heard them try to be projected through media. Yeah, I've heard that. But then when I think have about, heard, have you heard them in real life? No, I've never heard them in real life. You want to know why? You never in real life heard a bro, black woman say bro, I'm done with these. I'm. Yeah, and, and talk about being queer. I've never heard them say, you know what? I'm finna I'm finna leave Tyrone for Trevor. No, they like actually I'm about to leave Tyrone for Tanisha because I rock with her. I've i I've, ne- I've literally never heard. Never. And, 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 and honestly, like I'm, I'm like I really bring I keep bringing this back to my college experience because I, I learned so much about um white and black interactions and and like there were some there were some folks who literally had like only seen black people via the media like mm-hmm. on some you're my first black friend type and 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 really what i saw many times was the like hypersexualization of black women's bodies but in a way that was not <laughs> but but in a way that was not respectful then in, in a way that was like in a way that was like this is like um, in a way that did not th- where you saw more black men dating white women than you saw b- black black women dating white men like at a party you weren't approached and if you were approached it was like I'm about to try and lift your skirt because like uh, I've never touched a booty like that you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It was a fetish. A it, was, it was it was it was always a fetishization of of black women's but it was it, it was it was never like and of I mean of course like I'm not going to throw shade at all of the white men I encountered in my in like in college like right. I had some I know, good, your, I know your white homies are like I had some good friends. I love Trina. I mean, come on. No, and and I, I had some good friends and yeah. I like I still have some really good friends. However, when it came down to the dating scene, uh-huh. I, I mean, we could we could throw a survey in a in a PWI any day and and most likely the black girls are going to talk about how they feel ugly, how they feel extremely undesired how they feel disrespected um and how they feel invisible and and that is a common experience of black women and femmes on college campuses right where there is not a large black population 
Um, and, and so, no, hell no. I mean, heck no. I've never heard a black woman, and I'm sure black, some some people say that, but I don't think that that is a common or significant um, narrative that comes into play. It's usually, man, black women, I'm so tired of black women because, like, you black women killed the birth of a nation. And Y'all did. You, keep playing with me, don't you? <laughs> keep on, keep playing with me. It ain't dead. It ain't dead. It ain't dead. Um, um, but listen, there's one more thing I, I want to jump to real quick. Speaking of Birth of a Nation and Nate Parker, we're not even going to talk about that whole movie, that whole thing, but he is married to a white woman, I think, right? I don't we need to uh, fact check. Can hey, we get Taylor, the fact can, check on Taylor, this? Taylor, can you fact check? But at any rate... What y'all think about the movie? Where I think the, the person... Where ain't <laughs> Don't you do it. Don't you do it. No, no. But I, think, I think I've heard that the... Um, the woman who was sexually assaulted was a white woman. I think that maybe yeah. we should no, fact check. Okay, okay. Um, she was a white woman. Um, I think. I think, and I think a lot of black women. Not that this changes anything as far as sexual assault, but I do believe that a lot of black women assumed that it was a um, a black woman. Like I think when the story first came out, a lot of people didn't actually read the deposition or read the case, and I think that folks assumed that he had sexually assaulted a, a, a black woman, and I don't think they even knew that he was. Um, wasn't convicted of that crime. Just found yeah. out. Um, and then, I mean, before we, okay, I, I really probably shouldn't talk about this on this this um, session, but I do want to say it's funny how y'all trust the court system when Nate Parker get no, acquitted, not. right? But but we don't trust the court system when, when black men. Get, I'm, I'm yeah. saying, I just, <clears throat> I'm with you. And I was looking at there, there's this picture. I gotta put it up on our Instagram. Do black girls got guys got an Instagram? Yes, we yes. got whatever. We got one. So black girls are guys on Instagram. We're gonna post this picture. Um, where there's the, a visual representation of how many actual rape cases get reported, then it goes to how many go to trial, then it goes to how many people are convicted, then it goes, and, and then, so, you know, we can say it in numbers, but they have human bodies that show you the percentage or whatever. I can't Come remember on. the percentages, but it does. So I agree with that. But when I read the deposition, there were some-, some What? Some, there was some what? Because I also read- There were some questionable things. Right. So we, we're we going to talk about this on the next um, yeah, yeah. But, Black Girls Are God. But so, so, so I want to say this. Does, does a man's wife being white, if he's a black man, delegitimize his work in the black community? Not using Nate Parker as an example, but let's, anybody. I mean, even Ghost on Power, he has a white wife. You got, um, it's a lot of black men doing good work who date and marry white women. Does that- I'm Is interested in how you define black men doing good work. I'm interested mm. in, in, in Okay, let me He was like the the black man in power, he doing good work, he got a white wife. I'm like, what good work okay. he doing? Because I don't know. Okay, but, all right, so the only person I can think of is, is Kendrick Lamar. His wife isn't even white. His girlfriend is light skinned. She just light skinned. And people were going crazy about that. But I'm I'm trying to think of somebody. I mean, a lot of civil rights activists, like uh, I wanna say, um I, I can't think off top. Uh, Harry Belafonte is somebody. For Does one, have, for one, Taylor, fact check that again for me too. It's Harry Belafonte's for wife. One, I mean, I, I think that the movie Birth of a Nation is a a necessary watch. I think that the uh, us as black people like is almost a catch twenty two when you're dealing with um, the art and the artist and the ability to separate. Mm-hmm. And that's so necessary for the truth to prevail in this country. We do have to separate the art from the artist. Um, I think that our history in this country will continue to be plagued with negativity. Now, leaning towards Nate Parker, I don't. I mean, obviously, what he did, um, uh, I, I didn't mind him much in um, Red Tails or any other joints. So I think it's kind of awkward that this is um, now a, a center of discussion when he decides to make a piece. But um, all in all. Um, I seen it happen. Um, I remember a most deaf line where he, um, the same people throwing dirt on Michael's name show Woody and Soonly at the playoff game. Yeah. And that always stuck out to me because, you know, Michael Jackson is somebody that we tore down during his lifetime who was making huge strides for black people in the music industry. While, you know, he was along in power with the guy that married his stepdaughter, who was white. And that we also celebrated in the same breath. We kind of just let slide to the wayside. So talk about Woody Allen. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, I think that when it comes to the way we treat ours in 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 their um, in their history and um, how we choose to, we throw our people away so quickly. And I think that we need to just. 
Go ahead. Go ahead, Trina. But so, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to step back. My bad. So I think for one, we shouldn't even be having, because you, you know once I get going, I'm not going to be able to stop, and we already a whole bunch of minutes in to <laughs> this, this segment. Your, this is your show, baby. Um, so we, we, we should Black talk. Girls like we, guys. We, are going, we are going to continue this conversation in our next segment. Um. However, it's a podcast. Ain't no rules. I think right? that I think that what black women and, and and black femmes and black people were asking of Nate Parker was a sense of accountability. And for a second, Nate Parker demonstrated. He he said a few words that were like, "Yeah, this, you know what I mean, consent and da da da." And then later on, he said, "I do not feel guilty." And it was like he it was, literally he really feels like he didn't do it. And but and, have you have you have you read? The, I've read, read large portions of it. Right. I didn't and, read it word for and, word, and, but I did and read so, large portions of it. And so, and so, and so, I, I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, folk, folks are asking for Nate Parker to have honest conversations about accountability, and and like, and if he clearly has stated that he has an understanding of like consent as it relates to like today and his understanding of it back then, that he would acknowledge. That rape is rape, and and he sexually assaulted, uh, and 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 he and his friend sexually assaulted this woman. Even if he, he like he knew from the from the dep- from the um transcripts like of the of the case, you can see that she was not she what had never been like intending to have sex with his friend in the first you know in the first place. In the first place. So it's so so. For one, like even if you're in a relationship with a woman, if she's too drunk to anything, then she shouldn't be. Y'all shouldn't be having anything. I say, but, but then back to the original go ahead, topic. Go ahead. I say because we. I think the original gotta, topic gotta is the original question. You know we gotta is, wrap up. Can a black man be conscious and do good work if he's married to a white woman? And by good work, I mean work that advances the black culture. In any way, small, large, or in between. As long as and I use Harry Belafonte as an example, who financed Martin Luther King. Um, Martin Luther King's history is problematic for some of us, especially revolutionaries. But in the to oversimplify the conversation, go ahead. That is the simple question. At the end of the day, Harry Belafonte, Belafonte, whatever. Harry, Harry B, Harry B, Harry B thought black women were undesirable. So when it comes down to like he he was um, anti woman anti black woman, and so it to me like I, I don't rock with his politics. I think that if there is a if it, I think at the end of the day the stuff that Harry B was projecting was was like we need to save black black men and we need to support black men and that and forget the black women. And so I don't I don't rock with that. I don't rock with sexist, misogynistic views and opinions. I think that if a if a black man is in a relationship with a white woman who is who understands and is supportive and is willing to be have uncomfortable conversations about race um and 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 class in this country, then cool, you could you, I mean y'all could, you could do good work, but I can't I can't believe that you are going home every night um living a life that is anti-black and then also trying to come out and and project this idea that you are pro-black. Like you can't be pro-black and anti-black women. You're not pro-black. That's, That's my man Ernest Baker. He says you can be completely forthright and fair about whom you date, but society will force you to consider these extra circumstances. He says, I don't walk around like I'm dating a white woman. I never have. I fall in love indiscriminately, indi- y'all know that word, indiscriminately without discrimination. But third parties would never let it be that simple for me. They'll always question my motives and despite having no agenda, I have to think about beauty standards and how they influence me, subconsciously or not. Black men who are confused and self-hating muddle this further, and even more so if they have biracial children who turn out to be the same way. Goes to your point earlier, Trina. Um, the same goes for the opposite side of the spectrum. A white woman can blindly fall in love with a black man for who he is, but society will never let her forget that she's dating a black man. That's just how it is. That comes with the territory. If you've been dating or if you've been doing it long enough, you're used to it and it doesn't phase you because it's all you know. But you still get looks. You still get questions. And all you can do is continue not giving a fuck and hoping it won't be that way someday. That's the reality. That's that man, Ernest Baker. Okay, he cleaned okay. it up at the end. Okay. Right, and, that's gawker.com, by the way. Y'all can check that out on blackgirlsaguys.com. So I'm going to finish off with with a piece by Maya Angelou. Um, Angelou, by Maya Angelou. Um, and it's about uh, black unity. 
and it goes, there has been a cacophony of sound, a screaming, a tonal symphony of noise in the African-American community. Some serious thinkers and some ponderous prophets bemoan the chasm that exists between the sexes. The general consensus is that the rift is so wide and deep that it cannot be bridged. Hip-hop rappers prove the prognosis correct when they describe black women, their mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, and their current squeezes as hoes, bitches, and other menaces to the well-being of black men. It, it is hard to comprehend how we have grown so far apart. We were stolen and sold from the African continent together. We crouched together in the, uh, in the barracoons without enough air to share between us. We lay back to belly in the filthy hatches of slave ships in one another's excrement, menstrual blood, and urine. We were hosed down and oiled to give sheen to our skin, then stood together on auction blocks and were sold together. We rose before sunrise from the cold ground, were driven into the cane field and the cotton field together. We each took that lash that pulled the skin from our backs, each of us, were singled out for the sexual enjoyment and exploitation of those who desired our bodies but hated us. How have we come so quickly to forget the lessons we were forced to learn together? Why have we subjugated our memory in the vain hope that we will be able to live above and beyond history? When will we cease presiding over the mutilation of memory? I prefer the remembrance, the painful bitter recall I know that I need a brother who shares this tender taunting heritage. I desire a sister who is not in denial of our mutual past. Together we may be able to plan a less painful future. Separate, we can only anticipate further ruptures and deeper loneliness. That's Mama Maya. Come on, we gotta have a whole segment about that. Wait a minute. But you it would have been better if you did it in the Maya Angelou voice though. And what is the cacophony? And still, <laughs> look, y'all. It's, it's time for us to wrap it up. Yeah, it's Black Girls Got Guys, man. Rate us on iTunes. We need five stars. We need y'all to subscribe. We need y'all to go to blackgirlsgotguys.com <laughs> and um and buy the t-shirts and all that. Buy the merch. Get yourself a coffee mug. Get something for your mama, your auntie, and by all means, date black women, man. Don't don't let this man send you off, brothers. My black brothers. Tell me, don't date. You know, don't let date. brother Baker's ideology send you, you know off. What I'm saying. I'm Doma T. That's Trina T. Merck is in the building. Shout out to our producer, Taylor, blackgirlsatguys.com. Woo woo. Peace. Girls are gods.com.